Hello everybody and welcome back to the long-awaited return of your favorite podcast, Where To Next. I'm your host, Connor Doobie, and today I wanted to start off this episode by telling everyone a very happy late New Year. I hope everyone had an amazing time celebrating this holiday season, both Christmas or if you don't celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate Hanukkah, whatever the the occasion may be, I hope you guys had a great time spending that time with your family or your friends or even if you were just hanging out by yourself. I hope you guys had a great time off of school, all the things. I hope that it was amazing for everyone as, as amazing as it was for me. And personally, I am very excited for what 2022 has in store. It so far has provided me with a ton. And I mean, we're six days in. This is January 6th. So, so far, I've already moved to a new city. I live in a new state. So I live in Duluth, Minnesota now with Aaron and Yeti. I've kind of been talking about this and this build up to this for a while. So it's finally here. I'm in Duluth. I've been here for just over a week and a half and I love it. It's really, really cold, but yes, I still love it. Um, You just kind of have to adjust your lifestyle a little bit. But along with being in a new place, it's giving me new areas to explore, places outside to go and check out. And it's also another thing of exciting news is I've also gotten been offered a job opportunity here. So I am going to be working a job as well as doing this podcast, a full-time job with a company called Skyline Social and Games. I'm going to be their social media and content coordinator. So I'm really excited to get into that. We can talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, it's so far 2022 has already been amazing and I'm just, I'm really looking forward to all the different things we can get into this year. I, I think it's going to be a really fun year and it could be a game changer. Seriously. I think this, this year of all of them could be, it could be amazing. And I'm, I'm only looking forward to it. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm the kind of person I always choose to just look at it with excitement instead of being nervous or thinking something could go bad, I always just choose to look at the good side of the coin and look at it as it's going to be it's going to be a positive year and I I think uh, I'm going to grow a lot this year and I think I'm going to learn a lot of new things and that's only things to be excited about. So, lots of great new experiences are ahead and I truly believe you guys know this. I I really think I'm addicted to new experiences. I mean, Duluth like I just said, it's really, really cold, but guess what? I could care less because it's a brand new opportunity for me to meet new people and do new things. I mean, it's just, it's it's amazing, and I, I love that feeling of that just sense of excitement that I get whenever I see something new or go to a new place. It's just, it rings something true to me, and I, I love it. I love it, and if you're listening to this podcast, I almost guarantee that you're at least somewhat in the same boat as me and you you probably get that same sense of excitement from the same type of things that I'm I'm talking about here so really cool and so here's to a year a new year jam-packed with brand new experiences for all of us and I can't wait to be your guys audio travel guide all along the way you guys know I get a huge sense of enjoyment out of this and I just love it I, I love doing every part of it but um, you guys might notice that I do maybe sound a little different. So right now I kind of have a makeshift studio in the works. I'm recording on a new Yeti mic that I got for Christmas from my mother. So thank you for that, mom. 
I love you a lot. But yeah, so I do have a kind of a makeshift studio. Um, you might hear a little bit of echo in the background, and that will be dealt with in the future. I am currently looking into options on how to take care of this and how to make it a more professional sounding studio. So it might sound just a little bit different from what you guys are nor normally used to, but um, no need to worry. We will move forward with it and hopefully keep giving you quality content even though there might be just a slight difference in the sound but i'm i'm not too worried about it i think we can still work with it and do do what we got to do to make this a amazing podcast the best podcast out there i'm telling you that's what we strive for you know but as for podcast content like i was just saying i am taking where to next to a whole new level this i kind of in my last episode um farewell kentucky I kind of wrapped up, it kind of felt like a chapter of maybe not just this podcast, but kind of of my life, and I don't know what chapter that was in my life. For the podcast, it was the very first chapter, but I'm kind of looking into, I don't know, taking this to another level, and I, I've withheld a lot of stories and a lot of places from you all in the first weeks because I was more trying to focus on the proximity of an audience that was centralized to me. I was giving you guys locations that were kind of close to where we were, so it rings a bell and rings true to a lot more people. But since my network is going to start branching out here, I want to continue that and kind of follow that theme and branch out my path to go wherever that may be. And I want to tell all of these stories. And also, you might know that Erin was living in Duluth since October, so having her by my side, I can have her on here and have her talk about all different kinds of things with me. She was on this big escapade that I'm, t I'm, get I'm foreshadowing towards here. And I think having her on here with me, being able to talk about those things is going to be really awesome. And I think that can make for even better content than what just me would be able to to conjure up because it's it's kind of that back and forth and conversation style and we lived it together and this whole thing is about making memories and you have to share those memories with people that's that's really the essence of everything and I'm really excited about that but for starters since I'm living in Duluth Minnesota and it is currently the uh, I would consider it the beginning of our kind of winter season my ability to get out and do some of the nature and travel adventures and things of that nature is going to be relatively limited until I can honestly get weather that is above zero degrees. Um, the month of January for Duluth, if you like Google this, if you go onto your Google app right now and look it up and ask what is the um, average temperature in the month of January in Duluth? It is negative two degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know how that converts to Celsius, but it is very freaking cold. Very, very cold. And there is snow on the ground. Um, back home in Kentucky, they just literally today just got their first taste of snow. And they got, I think they were supposed to get anywhere from four to eight inches. Well, I'm sitting out here looking out my window at about 16 to 18 inches of snow here in Duluth. And that will not melt until probably April or May. So I completely changed the way my life is set up right now. My lifestyle has completely changed. If I want to go outside, I have to put on three layers minimum or else I risk getting frostbite <laughs> and I have to put on this huge parka jacket snow boots snow boots are a lifesaver too by the way but yeah it's it's a completely change of pace of life so 
I might not be able to get out and do as much on the spot traveling and bringing you guys along that journey with me where, you know, we're kind of doing things as we go and I kind of walk you through that. Instead, it's going to be kind of reflecting for the time being until I'm able to get out and do that. I'm willing to go out and do it in 15 to 20 degree weather because I'm really not... um, I'm really not like afraid of the cold and I'm truly a believer if you just bundle up and wear really warm clothes you're gonna be okay like you can you can do it and it's definitely possible so once it can get above that that threshold of where I'm just like this is like painful cold to where I can actually just dress in layers and be fine I'm gonna start going out and doing some hikes out here um there's this really long trail we'll, we'll talk about all this later but as crazy as it sounds since I've moved to Minnesota, I've been here, like I said earlier, just over a week and a half. I'm slowly acclimating to the cold and the snow. I mean, like I, I literally just said it. I'm willing to go out in 20 degree weather. In Kentucky, I would have been like, hell no, I'm not going outside in this. This is way too cold, too brisk. I'm not doing it. Well, here it's like you have to do it or else your life will just kind of be put on pause for three to four months. And I'm not about that. And I kind of like, I've adjusted to where me and Yeti will go on walks if it's above 15 degrees outside. We'll go take a mile or so walk and we'll go walk around the neighborhood. And I don't know. I'm just. I feel like I'm going to try and make the most of this situation, and I know being cold for a lot of people is a deal breaker, but for me, it's just another thing that I'm going to learn how to live with, and I'm going to learn how to put that into my life to where that's going to become a part of me eventually, depending on how long we live here, whether that be short-term, long-term. I, I don't know what the future looks like right now, but I... I I can see myself getting used to it and not being as phased by things like that um, so much. But I was, when I left Kentucky on December 26th, on Christmas Day, Kentucky recorded the highest weather it had ever recorded on Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was like 73 degrees. 73 degrees in Kentucky on December 25th. December 26th, I left that morning. I'd say it was probably 55 to 60 degrees when I left. I was in... I think I just had one layer, just a hoodie, and then um, some shorts on, maybe even. I don't even know if I had sweatpants on. I left, and I got in the car. By the time we got to Duluth, it was below, I want to say, 15 degrees already. And since I've been here, I think the highest temperature we've had so far is 22 degrees since December 26th from from December 26th to, to January 6th. So in that time frame, I am... Um, Currently, just I'm, I've I've been inside. Uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, I've been applying for this job. I've been in the interview process for a little bit now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a complete lifestyle change, and I'm really excited for it. And I feel like that's something that I'm comfortable talking about because sometimes moving for people is really hard, and they kind of struggle with that. But I mean, I've had constant contact with my family. I talk to them every day. They call me on the phone and I talk to them for 30 minutes to 40, 40 minutes. And that's a good way for me to stay connected to them. But back to what I was kind of saying, um, I kind of got lost in a tangent there. All of that being said, I do want to go out in the wilderness and I want to do some of the things that Minnesotans would call that like that's theirs. They go out on the ice. They do ice fishing. They do they do skiing and snowboarding that's just their thing and i want to get into that i want to i want to feel like a true minnesotan you know what i mean like that's that's that sounds really fun to me but until 
that time, this show will begin to kind of follow a linear path, and you'll see what I mean in a second. So it'll follow this linear path for those of you who don't know me or Aaron, or maybe you don't follow us on Instagram, or you may just you might follow us and just not keep up with us, and that's completely fine. But we spent the entire summer of 2021 on the longest road trip either of us had ever embarked on, and still to this date have ever embarked on. Two months of being on the road. We lived in a camper. It was Aaron, Yeti, and I, and we traveled across the United States for two months. And I haven't gone on this show saying this because I kind of wanted to hold my chips close to my ch- – or I guess not my chips. Holding my chips would be in poker, but holding my cards close to my chest so that way you guys don't – I don't necessarily spoil all my secrets right away. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to withhold some stuff. T- like a lot of you, if you're close to me, you know this. You know that I haven't said anything about this, and there's a reason for it. There's a reason that I haven't gone there. And I don't really want to go too deep into this subject and give it all away right away. But just know that the second chapter of this show, like I was addressing earlier, is going to be following us on that trip every step of the way. So I want to go from literally June 3rd, and we're going to take you down the line, the days that we stayed, where we stayed, the parks we visited, the cities we were at, the things we did, the places we ate, all all the above. I want to walk you guys through that, but I also have also been withholding this because Aaron being with me is going to enhance that by tenfold, and I can't even begin to explain how, how cool it's going to be having someone else sit down and go through all of that stuff with me. I'm really excited about it, and really excited to to tell you guys about all of that and I think you will be really excited to hear about all the different places we went and it's just going to be it's going to be a whole lot of fun so that's kind of the second chapter of this this show and where we're going with it for today I want you to pack your warmest clothes get your snow boots ready and follow me on my move north to the great midwestern city of Duluth Minnesota Real quick, I want to tell you guys about my online fitness company, Team Doobie Fitness. If you are snowed in, still trying to stay loyal to your New Year's resolution, and don't know where to turn, I have the solution for you. Team Doobie Fitness is a completely virtual workout experience that lets you follow along with personal trainer and life coach Mike Doobie. Join him three times a week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday as he brings you along your own personal fitness journey. If you all go to DoobieFitness.com and check out using promo code WHERETONEXT in all caps, you will receive 50% off your monthly subscription for your entire first year. That's the entire year of 2022 for half the price. What are you waiting for? Begin your fitness journey today with Team Doobie Fitness. Okay, so like I told you all in my last episode, Farewell Kentucky, I explained to you all that I was going to be extremely busy over the next few weeks, and I'm here to tell you today that I was, and it was (laughs) extremely busy. But here we are now, and I can definitely say that it was all worth it. Kind of like I was saying in the intro to the show, 
I've loved Duluth so far. It's cold, but I love it. And I feel like everyone's going to use that the cold thing as it's a it's a knock on it. But no, like I'm 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 genuinely being serious. Like I I really have enjoyed it. And the cold, you just get used to it. You just kind of you kind of adapt to it and get used to it. But it was all worth it. Um, after getting everything completely packed up from my apartment in Lexington, um, my brother and I loaded up everything that was still there that was that belonged to me because Erin had, take had taken up a lot of it whenever she moved to Duluth. But whatever was left there for me, we loaded up into a 5x8 U-Haul trailer and brought all of those belongings to Elizabethtown where I would be staying the next several days leading into the Christmas holiday. So... I kind of want to walk you along this this process of moving. That's kind of like the I guess the essence of this episode, and it's kind it's just like the it's a story. It's a story that needs to be told because it's I don't know. It, there was a lot of hiccups along the way. Um, there was a lot of little things that were annoying, but you know we're here and we're better for it, and we we learn from our mistakes. You know what I mean? Okay, so let me be the first to tell you. To, or be the first to say that I really do love U-Haul as a company. I love what they do. I love that they help you move, and it is relatively affordable. And I, I, I truly appreciate that. I really do. But, however, this time using them was a complete fiasco for a variety of reasons. It... And this is, it's not really U-Haul, like U-Haul as a company, it's not necessarily their fault. It's more so that kind of the company and the experience we had from the people that were, I guess, contracted by U-Haul to sell their trailers and vehicles and stuff. And I don't want to name that company because I don't, this podcast isn't a platform for me to come on here and bash companies and do that, but... um. I really I did want to walk you through the experience because it's my story and it's it 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 uh there's a reason I guess for it happening. I learned from it and next time I know to do better by myself in that scenario, I guess, but aside from that. Um it was kind of a disaster. So starting off, um we I scheduled an appointment to pick up the U-Haul from this nameless company. And so we go, me and Avery, we go up there and we get to the facility. And the ladies at the desk are super nice. They're super nice. There was two of them. They took good care of us. And that wasn't really where my, um, I guess, issues, you, you could say, <laughs> came into play. They were both super nice. Um, they got us our paperwork, and once they got us our paperwork, the lady specifically told me, she said, there's going to be two trailers that are the exact same size out there right now, and you need to make sure you take the right one. You can decipher them by the license plate. I was like, okay, simple enough, like, no big deal. So we have to go into this fenced-in area that is where the trailers are, that's where they're being held, and that's fine. Well, we get in there. Turns out that this fenced-in area is an impound lot for impounded cars in the Lexington area. So, this there's all these different cars, all like old, new, didn't matter, in terrible condition. And we found out that the trailer we were supposed to be pulling is 
behind a different U-Haul trailer that's the same size. So she was right. There was two trailers in that in that impound lot. There was two trailers, but someone had came and just dropped off the other trailer in front of ours. So me and Avery have to like pick it up and move it and roll it out of the way in front of other cars that are sitting there impounded. And I don't know. It just felt kind of irresponsible on that company's part because they could have easily have um, gone in there and moved the trailer themselves. Like, that's kind of their job. That's, like, what they do. If you're going to sell U-Haul trailers or rent them out, like, you should at least kind of make it convenient for your people who are picking them up. It just kind of threw me off a little bit. So we moved this trailer out of the way, and then we come across a problem where the ball hitch that we had on our hitch, or the the ball of the hitch, I guess you would say, was the wrong size for the U-Haul trailer, and I didn't have the right tools to switch it out. I had both balls, but I couldn't switch them out because I just didn't have the tool to do it, and me and Avery sat there and fooled with that for probably 15 minutes before finally some guy came outside, and I just kind of walked up to the guy and was like, hey, we could use some help. We need to switch out this ball, and I just don't have the tools to do it. He was nice. He was a nice guy as well. He um he went inside, took care of it, did, switched out the balls for me, um and then came out and watched me get it all hooked up and stuff. And he was like, "We got to do a check and an inspection, and I got to take some pictures for U-Haul." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough. That's not a big deal." I get it all hooked up. Lo and behold, though, um the uh, the electric cable that came with the trailer this trailer looks like it's straight out of 1970 like literally they have no lifting apparatus they have nothing on there like it's literally a metal bar connecting to a box and that's kind of as simple as it gets well the electrical adapter from the car or that that the trailer had did not fit into the adapter that we have for the car for an electrical hookup. So we have a seven-way adapter, and it has it's like a little five-prong uh, like metal piece that you kind of just stick in. Like any normal um, pickup truck would have that electrical outlook, which is why the trailers are equipped with that in the first place. He was like, "It's okay. We sell adapters inside," and I was like, "Okay, fine." Um, I'll go spend the $15 on the adapter and get it hooked up. Like, no biggie. I'll, I'll take care of it. Well, he goes in, grabs me the piece he says I need, and it, I hook it in, and it kind of fits, but it doesn't seem like it's going all the way into the seven-way connector that I have, but I kind of just shrugged it off. I got it hooked up, and the, um... The brake lights were working. He made like he checked me and make, made sure my lights were working. The brake lights worked and the right and left turn signals worked. But the running lights, so the lights that if you turn your lights on your car on, like the lights that would be red on the back of your car, that would be your brake lights that are just kind of lit and they're lit all the time when you're driving, those were not working on the trailer. So it was just kind of black behind the trailer unless I was braking or turning. So you couldn't see the trailer in the dark. And the guy was just like, well, I guess you're good. And I was like, okay, fine. I mean, I don't think that's a good idea. But And so we go, and we don't have running lights. And me and Avery take the U-Haul. This is during the day, so really not a big deal then. During the day, you don't really need your running lights on anyway. It's more so for at night or early in the morning before the sun comes up. Just situations like that. But we take it to my apartment finish getting everything packed up and then we start to load up the trailer and the trailer we 
we're dumb to to think this was okay but i mean there was a reason we did it we unhooked the trailer left it in a parking spot in my um apartment complex put a cinder block under the tires so it didn't roll away it was completely empty i didn't want to leave it unlocked if like somebody could come along and just open it up and take whatever was inside so we unhooked it and we were like okay we'll come back to that later we went and got food and we had to go grab a couple more boxes from walmart to finish packing up the a couple of the last things that i had and so we get back um everything's cool didn't hook the trailer up yet though still and we loaded up all of my belongings into the back of the trailer and then whatever didn't fit into the trailer we loaded into the back of the nissan pathfinder that i had and so we have this trailer that is probably if i had to guess a couple thousand pounds heavy i mean we basically played tetris with these boxes fitting them into every little nook and cranny you could find in this place like literally when i say stuff to the brim this thing was to the ceiling to the floor you couldn't wiggle in there, like no wiggle room. I mean, absolutely zero space. And so it took us all, I mean, it probably took us a good two and a half hours to load it all up. Like it was a project and I mean, a two man job. Like that's, it's, it was tough. It was definitely tough. Well, whenever we're starting to try and hook up and go back to E-Town that night, we literally fooled with this thing for probably an hour and we could not get the trailer to sit down on the ball hitch correctly it was like this little metal piece was preventing us from sliding the ball into the, where the the notch where the ball would go into on the trailer and i we literally picked this me and avery me and my little 14 year old brother about to turn 15 this year in february are picking up this multiple thousand pound trailer and trying to set it onto the ball hitch it come to find out afterwards you're not supposed i mean i guess i could have guessed it but you're not supposed to unhook the trailer while you're loading it because obviously it's too heavy and you shouldn't be lifting that much me and avery literally pick it up and take it off i would say probably four times before we finally get it to go into that little notch and screw down properly to where the trailer is on there tight literally probably the most frustrating thing i've gone through in a very long time it, i mean it was a headache and a half and i was kind of in panic mode like i don't know what i'm gonna do if i can't get this thing on here because we're stuck in lexington and i moved to duluth in three days and <laughs> it was just gonna be a whole headache the next day was christmas eve so whole lots of uh of annoying annoyances but finally we get it we get it on there um we figured it out we drive back to e-town that night and we go and eat dinner at aaron's grandparents house we eat some lasagna it was amazing um but we still hadn't figured out the um the running light situation on the car and aaron and i were planning on leaving before 5 a.m on December 26th the day after Christmas so and I mean right now in December the sun doesn't come up until about 7 or 7 30 so we were going to be in the dark probably for about two to two and a half hours in the morning and we we're going to be in the dark that night whenever we because the sun sets at 4 30 or 5 right now so we were going to be in the dark for a good portion of the day and we really just couldn't risk having no um no running light so we we had to tackle that issue Aaron emailed U-Haul and U-Haul since I had bought the insurance protection on the trailer thank god I did or else I would have had to pay out of pocket but they sent out a mechanic 
I they said it was local, but to me, I mean, this is absurd. This guy, this repairman, he was like a local. He was from a local towing service. Was from Willisburg, Kentucky. If you guys know, if you're from Kentucky, Willisburg, Kentucky, to Elizabethtown, Kentucky, it's a like a 52 mile drive. He had to go one way and back on Christmas Eve morning to come and fix that situation because the guy at the place where we picked up the U-Haul gave me the wrong piece. He gave me the wrong adapter. I he gave me a six-way adapter. I needed a seven-way adapter. So that was why our running lights weren't working. Is I was missing a big piece of the adapter and all the other pieces were good. That's why the brake lights and turn signals were working. So this guy had to go to O'Reilly Auto Parts, buy me a new part, did it all without me having to pay a penny because I got that insurance. But this guy, um, I, and I didn't catch his name and I'm really upset about it. Me and Aaron's grandpa were talking about it, but he worked for Superior Diesel and Auto and Superior Diesel Auto and Towing in Willisburg, Kentucky, and he was the owner of it. So if you guys know of that place or if you're ever in that area, please use him. Um, use that company. It is, I mean, they were a lifesaver. He came, fixed the issue all on Christmas Eve morning. I didn't want to take him away from his family. I know that's like, I hate when stuff like that happens, but he was very kind, really took really good care of us, did his job really, really well. So I was really grateful for that. And he he got us on our way and we were able to leave after that. No hitches in the plan. Nothing, nothing else happened. Um, the next days went on. We did the whole, you know, everyone has their Christmas routine. Christmas Eve, busy all day. Christmas Day, busy all day. Wake up early on the 26th. Off we are to the great north, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're on the road back again. Um, we, Aaron, Yeti, and I, we packed up the car and made the 726-mile drive, to be exact, to Duluth, Minnesota. And if you're doing the math on it, um, if you, like, look on your phone, it's like a 12 to a 12-and-a-half-hour drive depending on traffic. But you could also hit traffic in Indianapolis and slow you down, or you could hit traffic in Chicago and slow you down. You go through both of those cities. In Chicago, you quite literally go right through the heart of it. So um, we crossed our fingers, and turns out we didn't hit any traffic in either. Um, you do go back a time zone, so you gain an hour. We're on central time here. And... The trip was really easy. Um, I was really glad that we were able to do it. That same night, we unloaded the U-Haul into our garage, and then we took the U-Haul trailer over to um, the U-Haul station here, dropped it off, and we were on our way. And since then, Aaron and I have been unpacking the apartment, organizing it, which if you guys have moved, you know that it is a headache and a half. <laughs> it's quite... Um, quite the project I could I could say and since Aaron's working full-time and I'm soon to be working full-time it's kind of like you're in a time crunch and it gets really overwhelming really quick but I think we've done really good um we're kind of down to one room that's left uh to really need to be done but we finished the kitchen and the bathrooms and the bedroom that we're sleeping in so we have two bedrooms here um the back bedroom that we're sleeping in is completely done and the living room's completely done, so we're we're really making good progress, which is really satisfying. But the apartment itself, oh man, like uh, I I'm I'm not one for negativity a lot of the time, but oh what an upgrade from where I was in Lexington, especially doing it by myself the last couple months in Lexington. Oh my God, like this one is just. 
head and shoulders above. It's, I mean, it's it's amazing, really. This place is, I, I only have amazing things to say about the apartment itself. The complex in general is really nice. The My physical apartment is really nice. It, we have a balcony. Um, the neighbors I've met are all really cool. It's really dog friendly. They have cans and stuff everywhere. It's everything about it has been really awesome. And like I've been saying kind of this whole episode, it's an adjustment getting used to the cold. But I mean, once you're kind of in that mindset where, okay, I know it's going to be cold outside. I just got to bundle. Once you're bundled, I started sweating the other day on a walk because I was packed so tight. And I think it was like 15 degrees outside and I was sweating. So if that tells you anything, it's all about how you dress. Base layers, snow boots, and the right socks make such a difference. I promise. And gloves. If you're in the snow, you got to have gloves. You can't not have them. But um, we're not really located like right in Duluth. We're kind of more off to the the southwest of it, I guess you would say. Um, still Metro Duluth, but we are in a suburb of it. Um, but yeah, and Duluth, the like the city itself. For those of you who don't know, I will give you just a little bit of background on it. Um, it is a city that has a population of just over 85,000 people, so that's within the Duluth um, city limits, I guess you would say. It's it's really it's it's kind of a weird how they how they divvy it up because Metro Duluth, which you can't even tell where one suburb starts or when Duluth starts. I mean, they all kind of just come together. Metro Duluth has just over 291,000 people, so kind of a bigger city. I would say it's. It's comparable to kind of the Lexington, if you're thinking metropolitan-wise. Um, about the same amount of high-rises, uh, kind of same downtown area. It's it's a beautiful city. It sits right on the hill here, and they sit right on Lake Superior. It is actually the westernmost point of Lake Superior is what comes in and touches Duluth. So Lake Superior spans all the way from Duluth all the way over to um, the eastern side of Michigan and up on it shares the border with Canada. So we're on the most western point of that and we are smushed right between Minnesota and Wisconsin. Literally Superior Wisconsin is the town just south of us and it is Metro Duluth, but it is in Wisconsin. So half of Duluth crosses over into <laughs> into Wisconsin, which is also kind of cool. But we like literally If I look out my window or off my balcony, I can see across the St. Louis River and see Wisconsin. Like, Wisconsin is literally, it's right there. I'm closer to Wisconsin than I am downtown Duluth from my apartment. But Duluth is a major shipping city, and it's, in fact, the largest inland shipping city in the country. So, Lake Superior connects to the Atlantic Ocean via the St. Lawrence Seaway. So that was built in, I think, late 1950s or early 60s. It's basically a kind of a canal that is on the St. Lawrence River that runs from the Atlantic Ocean all the way inland to Lake Superior. So that's a lot of mileage that this seaway goes, but that brings in a lot of exporting and importing straight out of Duluth. So that's one of their big, um, big industries here. And... I have visited Duluth multiple times since moving Aaron up in October. Um, you guys know I came up for Thanksgiving break. Um, I also came up with her brother in late October. And then I moved her in, in or we moved her in the last week of September. And she moved up the like the f- either first or second day of October. It was early October when she came up. But 
my knowledge of the area itself, like kind of how I would conduct a podcast episode, isn't isn't all the way up to speed to where I feel like I have the capability to just come on and rattle off a bunch of places where I think you should go eat or should go hike or should go shop or anything like that. I, I feel like I need to better equip myself with the surroundings. That way I can come back and do a part two to this episode. So this one was really focused on the move and kind of the focus of where the show is going in this like second chapter that I'm kind of calling it. And Duluth is going to be a big part of it. You're going to hear it a lot. I mean, it's where I live now and it's new to me. So coming at this from this angle, it's a little bit different, but I'm also, I'm really wanting to give Duluth an episode where I'm really focused on all the different things Duluth has to offer. Cause I, I don't feel capable of giving you the best of that right at this moment. But like I was mentioning earlier, it is extremely cold outside and Getting out in that cold can be a task, so I, I really I don't know a timeline for when I'm going to be able to just go out and start doing those kind of things. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards this idea of doing the road trip and following that linear path because if I can do, if I can follow that and all of the different places we stopped, Duluth, I could either pepper it in in the mix or... I could finish that to completion and then come back to Duluth and give you maybe a multi-part sequence where I'm just, this is Duluth, 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 and we're like, I'm hammering you guys with Northern Minnesota and what all it has to offer because that's going to be a huge part of my life and I think it's going to be really cool to introduce a lot of people that are maybe from Kentucky or from more south or people I'm meeting in Duluth that don't really haven't really been able to get out and explore maybe outside of what they do in Duluth you know what I'm here to do I'm here to introduce people to new things so they want to go and do it themselves that's the whole point of this thing but since it's going to be so cold I don't have a a straight timeline um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really cold for a while so it it could vary and I'm willing to uh, keep adjusting and my temperature gauges might might fluctuate but that's where I'm at right now so just give me a little bit of time and I will be joined like I said earlier by Aaron in those episodes she's gonna be a I'm, I'm gonna call it a guest host instead of just a guest but it's because her input will be very important in this process but we will give Duluth an episode in the future and we will do it as best as we can and we will show you all that there is in this beautiful area. I cannot wait to show you all what the future has in store for us. Our destinations are only going to continue to increase as we explore a completely new part of the country and as I take you guys all along this some of my most extravagant travels from 2021. I mean, it's it's going to be special what's coming up, and I'm so excited to share that with all of you. That is really where this podcast will be heading over the course of the next several weeks, and I could not be more excited to share all of those adventures with everyone. Since this really is the second chapter of the show, I'm also milling through some ideas on ways to possibly add to this show or maybe change some things just so it's never settling. I I never want to get complacent with what I have because there's always room for improvement and there's always ways that you can work on getting better. So that being said, 
a couple of those ideas, I, I just wanted to throw some examples at you just so you could kind of maybe get a feel for where I'm going, but maybe incorporating like a trivia aspect of travel about specific locations we visit that maybe I know the answer to, or maybe I've learned the answer across my travels, or maybe I do something like that on my Instagram, on my stories, where I'm asking you guys questions, and we find a way to kind of incorporate it all together, because I love trivia, I love, I, I know a bunch of stupid facts about a lot of things, so that's something I've kind of been thinking about, or maybe just doing like a 10-minute uh, a crash course on or 10 minutes or less on a travel crash course on locations that I've traveled to where instead of this long where it's like story driven and we're we're looking back on a lot of the things I did it's more so quick recommendations quick restaurants quick trails everything that you just need to know in a very short cuz not everybody has the attention span for a 40 minute or an hour long episode if you're in a car ride I mean it's perfect to listen to the longer ones but if you're maybe planning a trip for this weekend and you're like I need to know something fast and I don't have time I'm working so I I can't really go in and listen to these long episodes maybe it's just a crash course episode I think that's something that I could maybe see myself doing or adding to the show going forward but that's just some things for me to think about as I move forward with this show um you guys can give me feedback on that let me know what you think As always, I want to thank you guys for waiting two weeks to get this episode and two for listening to this episode as well. I can't tell you how much it means to me as I attempt to keep growing this thing from the ground up. You guys are the engine that keeps me going and I have so much love for you all. If you all enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor and leave me a rating and review. Subscribe to this podcast and share me with your friends and family who love to travel. Um, It only helps me grow this thing. But please, everyone be careful. Stay warm in these winter months and check me out next week to see where to next.